five. Oh. Hello and welcome to another episode of the exclusive podcast podcast. My name is Ryder and I'm here with my friend and co-host Mims. Say hello, Mims. What's up, people? And it is episode eight. We are trucking along. It is October 24th, 2001. It is not 2001. 2021. <laughs> and it's actually October 25th, the day this will drop, but we are recording on October 24th. And yeah, episode eight. And what's in store for episode eight, you might be asking? We got a couple things. We got the usual, you know, Peterman players of the week. Uh, then we got an ICP of the week for you at the end. And in between that, we got um, we got some college football. Uh, we're going to give out our playoff rankings for college football. Well, not, we- a, not a total 25, but just teams that we view right now is like your, your top six that we've seen so far those those fringe those playoff teams that top four and those teams that might make their way in six to eight yeah. <laughs> rough rough estimate of the amount say, there it's about uh what another 10 days two weeks till they come out with the playoff ranking so yeah looking forward to that yeah and uh after that we will get into a little bit of nfl and yeah that's about it. So to start out things, as always, we will talk about our teams. And I'll start with Mims. Uh, you want me just to be sour as hell and start off? You don't you're not raring to talk about y'all winning 54 to 13. You want me to talk? Okay, fine. Wait, what, what do you mean? My team, <laughs> my team lost the opportunity to go to a World Series. That's fine. I should be raving about a Jets win? No. He scored 54 points. Anyways, I'll I'll start. Fine. Anyways, so we played Ole Miss today. Or not today. Sorry, Saturday. That's really that. We we showed up. I mean, we were present. I don't know if we showed up, like, in metaphorical sense. We got our asses kicked. We scored the first drive. Looked pretty good. And then from there on out, we just thoroughly got dominated on both sides of the ball. There's really no other way to say it. They kept running the ball on third and long, which sounds stupid, but it kept working. So, like, more power to them. But, yeah, Lane Kiffin gets a uh, pretty big win. Ole Miss hadn't beaten us in, I think it was five years. So, you know, that's cool. Losing that game. But, you know, all the things – all things considered – it's expected, you know, I'd like to be competitive in the games, but there's a lot going on. So to say it's surprising is, would be a lie. Coach o just uh, keeps making history. You don't want, I mean, he was undefeated against them till then. So like that win streak started when he got there. So I can't really blame him for that per se. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, but you know, it just sucks. Uh, Saints haven't played as of right now. They play tomorrow night, Monday night, when this drops. And, uh, yeah, the Astros are going to the World Series against the Braves. Uh, pretty pretty sick time. Now you want to start talking about the Astros. Uh, I don't – you know me. I'm not a huge baseball fan. It would just be a, keep it a buck with everybody. That's why I don't really been talking about it. I know Grant's a bigger baseball fan than me. That's why I didn't really 
get into it with him about the Red Sox Astros thing. But since they're going, I figured I'd mention it. And uh, yeah, so Cheaters. that's pretty cool. Yeah, they are. They are. That's fine. Uh, they play the Braves. Braves been red hot last few weeks, at least especially in the postseason. So it'll be a fun series. If tickets weren't eleven hundred dollars, I would go to a game. But they are. So if Atlanta wins, I'm just gonna go party my ass off at the parade because that'll at least be fun and free. Yeah, exactly. Besides gas to get there and the alcohol I'll need to purchase, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, that pretty much sums up my sports weekend. Uh, how did yours go? I mean, like I said, we did lose to the Astros, uh, five to nothing. And so, like I said last week, I mean, we over we over exceeded expectations. We weren't even supposed to be in this game. So, like, I'm proud of our team, but at the same time, it is disappointing because I thought, you know, October Magic, we had a chance to make it go all the way. And if we were playing the Braves, I would like our chances. It just hurts more that y'all were up 2-1. Yeah, yeah, it does hurt. Yeah, like, but, I mean, like I said, I am proud of the team. So, I'm not going to sit here and, uh, you know, like, bitch and moan about this or that i'm just gonna say i'm proud looking forward to next season hopefully we make some good moves in the off season i don't i don't know uh would like to see some more pitching additions um that would be crucial yeah i really think that's our biggest problem and i think they know it so we'll see we'll see um nba uh, the Celtics are one and two. We had a double overtime loss to the Knicks week one. <sighs> Excuse me. And then we lost to the Raptors badly. Um, we haven't looked great at all, but we did beat the Rockets tonight to get our first win on the season. Jason Tatum, uh, 12 for 24. Not terrible. Not good, though. Um 31 points on boards. 31 points, yeah. I mean, he. I mean, that's what you want to see from Tatum, unlike what he was doing in week one, throwing up 30 shots and making, what, Jaylen five, six. had a game. Holy cow. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just saw that when I was looking through the stats. Yeah, Jalen Green. Eight for 10 from year. three with 30 points. We're a Jalen Green podcast, just to be expected. Um but yeah, uh, I, I'm looking to for us to just get into our rhythm and you know start winning games down the line. I think it's just early season. It's a really new team. Uh, there's chemistry to be built. Um, you cut you out know. there for a second. Yeah, I mean, nah. Uh, I may have cut out for you. Did I? You think so? You think I cut out for everybody? Not sure, but it's not like you cut out on my end. Hold up. What did you say, though? Just sorry. So, basically, all I was saying was, like, we um, – I'm looking – this is a new team. Um, there's chemistry to be built and um, brand-new head coach. He's never 
been a head coach before, so uh, I, I, I expect us to just get better as the season goes along, you know. Like, that's kind of oh, what yeah. I – yeah, like, I'm, I kind of saw this coming. So, slow start for the Celtics. Um, and on the Patriots, we beat the Jets. I told you guys we'd do that. Uh, 54-13. Mac Jones had his best performance of the season thus far and 24 for 36, 307 yards and two touchdowns. Um, that's definitely what you want to see. Um, a guy we have a lot invested in. Uh, I think he's going to be our guy for going forward for a pretty decent amount of time. I mean, he hasn't looked terrible in his rookie year, and I feel like that's all you really need to do to get like at least – four five years unless you really start sucking it up you know what i'm saying so like i feel like he has at least four wins. years locked down right now you know bare minimum i mean yeah carson wins but like he he okay here's the thing mac jones isn't gonna take us to a super bowl right now you know what i'm saying yeah carson went set the expectations too high mm-hmm. he really did and like he's not a bad i mean I don't think he's good, but he's not a bad quarterback, you know? And like, oh, no. No. That, I'd say him and Mac Jones have similar qualities. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Mac Jones looked good. Um, Damian Harris had 14 carries, 106 yards, uh, 17.6 yards a carry or on average, you know, and um, two touchdowns. It's a good performance for Damian, and we got our young guys some loving too. JJ Taylor, nine carries, twenty-one yards, and two tutties. You know, and he had a fifteen-yard carry. So you like to see that our our leading receiver was Brandon Bolden, uh, six receptions, seventy-nine yards, uh, one touchdown. And, you know, like, just hearing that Brandon Bolden being your leading receiver, like, that just tells you all you need to know about this team. Like, we might be struggling offensively because we don't have guys to throw the fucking ball to. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) oh, yeah. Like, I feel like talent-wise, Jacoby Myers is probably our most talented receiver, right? Or, like, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe Nelson Aguilar, maybe Kendrick Bourne. But, like, that's such a thin line of, like, C-tier receivers, dude. Like, we need something, you know? Oh, and yeah. um, Kendrick Bourne had a good game, though. Uh, four receptions, 68 yards. Um, and he threw a touchdown, a 25-yard touchdown. And uh, he had a 46-yard reception as well. So, it was pretty pretty good outing for Kendrick Bourne. Uh, defensively, we had two sacks, four tackles for loss, two interceptions from Kyle Duggar and J.C. Jackson. Kyle Duggar had himself a day with nine total tackles, seven solo, and, yeah, that interception. So, I, I mean, I, this team is just so wishy-washy. It's, like, back and forth. I, I, I want to believe in them, you know. I want to I wanna believe we're going to make a wild card spot, bare minimum, you know what I'm saying? But, like, so we're not going to beat the Bills out for the division. That's just not going to happen. Sorry to tell you that the preseason. I was getting my lies off, Mims. We all do it. We all do it. It's fair. No. All right. So, um, 
So take yeah. this into our college football run here. Yeah, you want to start with our playoff rankings? Um, we'll get into that. Let me talk about a few things that I saw this weekend. Number one, the Penn State, who's Illinois game? Yeah, it was Illinois. Uh, so it went to a quote-unquote record-breaking nine overtimes. But this new overtime rule we got going, guys, it's uh, after the second overtime or third overtime. I, it's been a day, man, so I might be mistaken. But it's one of those two. They exchanged two-point conversions. Now, I'm all for making this game, like, you know, overtime needs to be fixed because it's ridiculous and it takes way too long when they do it the old way. But this is just madness. Like, one play from two yards out. Like, they could – no one could get it because no one can develop a rhythm. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, I'm not going to say it's easy to guard someone from two yards out, but it's just not really – I just don't like it. <laughs> I don't – I would rather go back to the old OT than this version of overtime. Just not, not as compelling, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like both leagues fucked up their overtimes. NFL's even worse. Like, don't even give the other team a chance. Like, oh yeah, maybe not. The NFL be better off just adopting college rules. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the one thing I do like about NFL is getting the catch knee hitting the ground and you still get up and run if nobody's touched. I mean, I like that. I mean, just nitpicky about that. But, um, yeah, I think the new overtime's stupid. And um, don't let the nine overtime fool you either. It was a terrible game. Oh, it was bad. Like I said, they, neither one of them scored in these uh, any of these overtimes, mind you, until I believe it was like the eighth overtime. Yeah, so – I mean, Penn State, had, Penn State had 165 passing yards and 62 rushing yards. Like, that pretty much says all you need to know. And on the other side, I mean, Illinois was killing them on the run game. They had 38 carries for 357 yards. But that is in nine overtimes, mind you. Um, and that's the offense being on the field for most of that time. Um, I mean, nine overtimes. So it wasn't really nine overtimes. That's my whole point. It's like one play each. Yeah, and, and the final out. score was twenty to eighteen. So, I mean, it's just an ugly game. Uh, Illinois had three fumbles and lost two of them, uh, and they threw an interception. Uh, and then, like I said, uh, Penn State just couldn't get it going, man. Like a hundred. And they lost uh, 165. I mean, they had every chance in the world to win the game. Nine overtimes against the team you should be beating. Like, beating, yeah, I was about to say, yeah. Were, were they not problem. like the fourth or fifth ranked team in the country? Like one, two weeks ago, you know, like exactly. There were seven going into this week. They dropped yeah. all the way to like pretty low, like 20, I think. I mean, um, rightfully so. I mean, if you can't get that done in nine overtimes, like who are you guys like? I think that kind of takes James Franklin out of that coaching conversation we were having about LSU, you know. <laughs> I still think he sits pretty high atop it. Since you bring it up, I'll just mention uh, – I'm not going to bring it up every episode because it's just going to be a six-week process. Yes, you process. are. And I, no, I really don't. Like, you brought it up this time, so I'm going to try not to just because it's going to be a six-week-long process, and that's just – there's only so much I can talk about. But it seems as though – the candidates that are kind of like there's a top five that's pretty much come out at this point and in no particular order it's consistent of like mel tucker billy napier 
uh, Joe Brady, James Franklin, and Lane Kiffin, I believe. I bu- yeah, that's five. Sorry, I was making sure I listed everybody. But, yeah, those five, uh, I believe Brady's obviously at the top because alumni just want him real bad. But I don't know how attainable that is. According to media, it's pretty much just a foregone conclusion. If we offer Kiffin the job, he'll come just because of the, I guess, the facilities and the resources you have at LSU are just much greater than Ole Miss, if you want me just to be honest with you. So that's another thing. And everybody just loves – this is reported by people or people close to Alabama sources saying that people at Alabama would be pretty nervous if LSU got someone like Billy Napier and Mel Tucker. So those are the names that are really coming to question. And the LSU president really likes James Franklin. So those are the reasoning behind those top fives. But, yeah, I'm not going to bore everyone to death with that. I just wanted to get that out there. But – if we're done talking about the Penn State game, I would like to talk about Oklahoma versus Kansas. Yeah, be my guess, man. So Oklahoma tried their damnedest to choke again like they've been doing all year, and they pulled it out of their ass. Caleb Williams did a play that probably shouldn't have even counted, but it was pretty heads up of him. If it, since it does count, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't have thought to do it. Just took the ball out of his running back's hand after he basically got stopped and just ran it for the fourth down. So got to give him credit there. But it begs the question if Oklahoma makes it like just runs this gauntlet they have going right now, do they do they even have a chance in the playoffs like with anyone? Be real. I mean, does the fourth seed ever really have a chance? Ohio State the first year. I mean, yeah, but this year whoever's four is playing Georgia. So this is true. <laughs> I mean I'd say it's pretty a foregone that Georgia's one knitting, winning the Natty and two beating whoever the fuck they put in front of them. So, uh, to answer your question, no. And even if they did get like a three seed, I don't think they beat whoever they have at two. I mean, unless it's Cincinnati, then that'll be a good game. I yeah. mean, that'll be a really good game. Uh, I do like Oklahoma though. Um, I think they have a good team. They're just they're just really inconsistent, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I like, they seem uh, like a team that doesn't have an identity. I, I guess you could say that. Um, Which is very, like, not normal for them. Because usually they do a lot of zone rebuild. With Spencer Rattler, they couldn't. Now they have Caleb Williams, so they're trying to incorporate it, but they haven't done it all year. You know what I mean? I, I do like Caleb Williams, though. I think he's – Pretty good football player. I'd say a lot of people tend to agree. I mean, 15 for 20. It's not bad. Only one interception, two touchdowns, and it's not terrible. Against Kansas, it's not good, but, I mean. He's a true freshman at the end of the day, so say what you will. Yeah, and then it's first real start, right? So I think it's second, but, yeah, still. It was a – it was a close one. Road game. I mean, my, whatever the hell you want to say about it, like I said. But, yeah. Um, and undefeated Oklahoma State goes down. Uh, they lose to Iowa State. Brock Purdy had a hell of a game. Iowa State's quarterback, who I thought would have a really good year coming in, but Iowa State's really been a big letdown. I thought they'd be a sleeper team to win the Big 12 coming into the season. But uh, the loss to Iowa really derailed them. 
So Brock Purdy had 27 for 33 passing with 307 yards and three touchdowns coming to this game. No turnovers. And his top target was Xavier Hutchinson with 12 catches, 125 yards and two touchdowns. So Brees Hall is also able to find the end zone for this team. So really, Iowa State kind of looking like the team I thought they would look like all year coming into this game. And Oklahoma State kind of showed me what I thought they were coming into this game. I thought Oklahoma State was a good team, but, I mean, the undefeated being number seven, I was like, this team is not a fringe playoff team for sure. But I think they're a top 15 team. And I think Iowa State's kind of showing me that they're – showing me what I thought they were going to be all season. You just I mean, can't I fall in, lo- in love with a team from Iowa is what we're learning. Oh, no, not at all. The, 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 a pair of them have broken each of our hearts, Mims. Correct, correct. That is absolutely right. It's terrible because, say, Iowa State's in the runner seat, uh, undefeated here. You know, you're that's your team this year. <laughs> oh, I'd be riding high because I remember the three teams I really like coming this season were Oklahoma, ugh, uh, Georgia. That's working out pretty well, uh, and Iowa State. Iowa State, yeah. So one for three. <laughs> Depending on how you feel about Oklahoma, but I'm willing to say one for three. <laughs> one and a half for three. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah it, was a, it was a slow week in football all around, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. That's why we do some, uh, some forward looking here. So this is where we dive into our playoff rankings here. So this is kind of just projecting what we saw this week and what we've seen all – year kind of off our eye test who we think is the top six seven yeah this is what we would now now let's 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 make this clear here we this is what mims if mims was in charge this is this is who would mims would have in the playoffs and if i was in charge based off my criteria yes this is not what i think the college football playoff is gonna do this is yes i believe is the top or from what I've seen so far as the top six to eight teams. This is what I'd like to see, basically. Yeah, because I think just from what I've seen, the football I've seen played, that this is – I think it's pretty fair, pretty foregone and conclusive who the top two teams in the country are. But anyways, we'll jump into it. Uh, You want to go team by team? You want to start from six down to one, or you want to go from one down to six? I'll let you leave it up to you since this is all your idea. Uh, Let's go from six down to one, and we'll go one by one. All right. You want me to go first or you want to go first? Uh, You can go first. All right. So for six, I have three teams. (laughs) I have Michigan slash uh, Michigan State. So they play this week. So one of them will reveal themselves as fraudulent and we'll have a clear cut runner right there. And then the other team I have is Ole Miss. And I think they're on par with whoever is superior out of Michigan State, Michigan. And kind of with my fifth seed, too, I think all of, like, honestly, like, four of these teams are pretty even. But uh, we'll get to five later. But, yeah, those are my three six slots. All right. So, since you had that, I had some on-the-bubble as well. So, my on-the-bubble teams I had, and these are kind of, like, slot A, slot B for this spot. I had Ole Miss and Michigan State, two teams he mentioned as well. Uh, Ole Miss, since their schlacking they got from Alabama is just really – flex their muscles on everybody. And I'm not just saying that because they kicked the shit out of my team this weekend. Now, they had a gritty win against Arkansas in a shootout. They beat Auburn – or, excuse me, Tennessee. I don't know if they've played Auburn yet. I think they have. Could be wrong, I think though. they played them next week. 
that yeah, but that's, that sounds right. They usually play around this time of year. But yeah, I mean, they they've come out and shown pretty much Auburn. They've come out and showed what they've made or what they're made of all year. Besides that Alabama game, which is really tragic because that should have been a big. Even if they just hold it close in that game, I mean, I could easily see them in the top five of this list if they had. But getting your ass stomped out by what many perceive as a national contender will not help me see you as a national contender. But that takes me to my sixth spot officially. What I have, who I have at six right now, is a team that has underachieved. Whilst they're undefeated, they just looked very, very beatable. I got Oklahoma at six. Wow. Wow. I don't, a lot I don't of uncertainty know if right I there. agree with that. <laughs> I just don't – I just don't see them as a legit threat right now as far as, like, what I've seen. They, I mean, they've looked beatable in every game they've played this year, including against Kansas, who might be one of the worst teams in the country, like, in the Power Five period. So – it's hard for me to put them in the top five when I could have seen you losing every game if it wasn't for a few plays, especially compared to some of the other teams. Uh, that's wild. All right. So, so my move. fifth team to say that Oklahoma isn't better than Cincinnati is pretty crazy to me. Um, Cincinnati has one respectable win on their resume. It's a Notre Dame. And since then, who have they beat? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Temple, UCF. They beat Navy, a one in six Navy by a touchdown. It's very unimpressive to me. Uh, I get they're that they're 27 to 10 at one point, though. So I, I mean, yeah, but that's not what you want to see. Uh, and who do they play going forward? You know, uh, Tulane, Tulsa, South Florida, SMU is ranked. I think that will be like by then they will have been weeded out or proven themselves, I guess. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're a playoff team by my standards. They haven't proven to me anything yet, especially a touchdown win against the bad Navy team doesn't look good to me. I mean, playing that triple option is always annoying. Like, I don't care how good you are. That's yeah, I understand that. I mean, I do have them at five, though. You know, like, I, I mean, they have my respect, voice crack. Uh, but, um, yeah, uh, I just I, I just need to see more. Well, we got them at the same spot. I got Cincinnati at five as well. Um, the reason I have them over Oklahoma is that, yes, they have looked beatable, but the last team to beat Cincinnati in the last two years is Georgia. That's the only team to beat them in the last two years. Cincinnati returned a lot of that team last year. And, yeah, like I said, like you said, they didn't really have a great game against Navy, but I bring up the counterpoint I just brought up. Service Academy's run that triple option. It's always a problem for teams, even dating back to the ACC when Georgia Tech ran it. Clemson always had problems with the triple option, like year in and year out, when they, even when they were a top 15 team, like pre-Deshaun Watson, pre-Trevor. It's an insane offense. That's what I'm saying. It's just not something you see every week, and it's not something like you prepare for it one time a year, so it's not like you really are going to gear your defense to sell out for that like preseason. So that's why I kind of give them the benefit of the doubt there. They have a marquee win over Notre Dame, who is at the time right now the number seven team in the country in the AP polls. So that stands out. But like you said, they just don't have any wins. That's why yeah. I don't have them in the top four. But with a lot of the teams I have on here playing each other pretty much, not to spoil anything, eventually this upcoming season, 
it's hard to see them not making the playoffs just with if they win out, which is very likely. Yeah. Um, so with yeah, all that being there. said, uh, I have Oklahoma at four, right above Cincinnati, and um, it's kind of hard to not have them here when they haven't lost. And that's not to say that they won't lose. In, I mean, they still have to play a conference championship game. And um, even if they do win out, uh, I mean, to me, they're the third best team. I mean, fourth best team. Like, I don't like in the in the playoffs, you know, like I just they, they've just looked shaky all year. Like you said, um, they're starting a true freshman at quarterback and he's looked OK. I mean. They didn't have a good game against Kansas like we were talking about earlier. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just don't take them very seriously, if that makes any sense. But I do – I mean, you have to put some respect on their name for being four, you know? Like, um, I mean, undefeated. Yeah, um, so. Oh, yeah. they've. I mean, they've won all their games. You can't deny that. But at the end of the day, it's the quality of the win is kind of how I look at it. They've, I they've mean, had they've, a few close calls. And yeah, they, I mean, let's certainly. be real here. They, I mean, if Texas wasn't cursed, they should have lost that game. There's no way you can bank on coming back from 38 to 17. And they, and, and like I said, they they could lose and prove me totally wrong here that at them being four. Um, they play Baylor, who is one loss and 16 in the country. They play Iowa State, which we were talking about earlier, and uh, one loss Oklahoma State. So, and those are back to back to back after this week, they play Texas tech who isn't a terrible football team, but I mean, not a a team that Oklahoma should have no problem with. So yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, if they went out, yeah, y'all are four, maybe three, uh, maybe even two, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's TBD, you know? All right, that brings me to my fourth spot. I got a team that's kind of how you said about Oklahoma is kind of how I feel about this team, and you mentioned them earlier. And it's really just how they've gotten it done and their just attitude about it. I got Michigan, and it's for a couple things, and it's really on this – I mean, it's just how I feel. This is me projecting more than anything, which I shouldn't do, but I'm just doing it in this instance. I think they will win – Almost all the rest of their games coming this year. I believe them and Ohio State is going to be a fucking war. I think it's going to be a great game. Michigan has grounded everybody out. They've crammed the ball down people's throats. They've got two running backs with 10 touchdowns already. They've had a few wars, but they've come out. They've dominated games. They've needed to dominate. And they've had a really good defense. Uh, John Harbaugh, or is it John or Jim? That's the head coach for the Michigan, whichever Jim. one it is. It's Jim, yeah. But I get them confused all the time. Right. But yeah, they're the same fucking person. They look, uh, yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> but, anyways, I, he's kind of got his back to the wall and he's fighting out of it. They're 7 0 right now. They've got a few big games coming up. I got the schedule pulled up right here. They play Michigan State coming up this week. They got Penn State coming up later on down the line. Obviously, Ohio State. Their remaining games this year are as followed Michigan State, Indiana. Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State. Those are their last five games. And if they can get through those five games still undefeated, you can't tell me they're not a top three team in the country. 
Now, I don't know if they will. I think they win all these games, in my opinion. The Ohio State game in them is a complete toss-up, but it'll be very interesting looking forward to if Michigan can keep up this pace of play they're up right now, or they're on right now. Because if they can, it's hard to argue they're not a top three team in the country, in my opinion. Okay, so we're basically kind of on the same page here. So, except we kind of differentiate in one spot, I guess. I have Ohio State at three, and that is because I expect them to beat Michigan. I expect them to win out. I expect them to beat Michigan and kind of redeem themselves from that one loss they have. And um, they've looked really fucking good since that one loss, Mims. And Oh, um, hell yeah. Oh, yeah, they have. Uh, yeah, so I like Ohio State a lot. I like that team. Um, I, I just uh, – I yeah, and – Going back to what you said about Michigan, uh, why I put Michigan slash Michigan State, one of them's going to win. Whoever wins that game, I think, is six, right? So, yeah. I mean, this is kind of, a, yeah, like projecting a little bit, but, like, it, like I don't know. I, I'd probably move some things it, around. It's hard to bet against Ohio State based off their track record. Yeah, and um, they do look really fucking good, bro. <laughs> like, Jay Shrouds look really good. Yeah, I mean, kind of like Heisman buzz. Kind of like uh, why Bama's still up there. Like it's kind of hard to bet against them given their track record. <laughs> and Ohio State yeah. has done everything that they can to like show that they are a legit team, and they really haven't looked. They like they haven't slipped one time. Like since they ha- they, yeah, I would say since they lost to Oregon, they haven't blinked. Yeah, they put up. Literally in order, 41 points, 59 points, 52 points, 66 points, 54 points. And they got a Penn State this week. They're going to end up playing Michigan State and Michigan down the line. So I think they I think they went out, and I think that they – yeah, I, 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 like, uh, I like Ohio State to get back in there. Well, that brings me to my number three spot. And it was really, I mean, it was a pick in between two and three for me. But um, I have it a little bit different than you. I got Alabama at three. And the reason why for that is that Alabama's loss is a little bit uglier than Ohio State's loss. Just as the fact that I think Oregon's a better team than A&M. So that's really what it came down to there. Not to step on my number two spot, which is Ohio State. Just go ahead and get that out there. But Alabama's probably going to end up playing Georgia in the SEC championship game. I think it's a foregone conclusion. They just run the table or they run the table from here on out, you know, unless LSU decides to pull a miracle. Ha ha. But pretty much there's not much to be said. They had that hiccup against A&M, which was ugly. That's the only reason I'm giving Ohio State the nod because Ohio State lost to a ranked team at the end of the day. But it's like you said, it's hard to bet against AM or excuse me, Alabama, not AM. It's very easy to bet against AM. Uh, AM yeah, really not much nice. to say there. Or not is, at the time. Yeah, they are now. The they are because they beat Alabama. Yeah. But they, or are they ranked? Yeah, they're ranked. They're ranked. Hmm. Okay. But yeah, they weren't ranked when they beat Alabama. But yeah, it's hard to bet against them. But yeah, also I got Ohio State at two, like for all the same reasons you said. Since they lost that game, they've just been on fucking fire. Yeah. CJ Stroud getting deservedly some Heisman buzz with the numbers he's putting up. He's looked real incredible in these last few games. Uh, just kind of 
step growing into his role. I mean, obviously you're not going to look as comfortable week, week one, your first start as you are in the middle of the season. So props there for growing into his role and stepping up and Ohio state is looking real good. If that defense holds up, they could make some noise in the playoffs for sure. Yeah, I have Bam at two, and I think it's just a coaching thing for me. <laughs> I like Nick Saban better than I like Ryan Day. <laughs> That's why I put Bama at two. But I do like Ohio, I like Ohio State's team better than I like Bama's. But I mean that Nick Saban, you know. So mm-hmm. I I have Bama at two, and everybody knows we have the same number one. It's Georgia. Yeah, no shit. Like, I mean, you didn't know that coming into this. You're dumb, and you should have known better because they're easily and far and away the best team in the country. Like, it's not even a debate. I firmly believe that whoever plays Georgia – like, and th- these three playoff teams are sacrificial lambs to them. This is not – we don't need to discuss this. And I, I'm now that I say this, they're going to be – or I'm going to be wrong, and they're going to lose. It's going to be awful, and y'all are going to soundbite this and make me feel dumb. But that's fine because I'm confident in saying that I think Georgia is hands down the best team in the country, and we'll prove that in January. I agree. Um, it's kind of hard to say anything otherwise. Uh, you can't score. Yeah, They've, you just can't. And if you can't score, you can't fucking win. It doesn't matter if they only score in 30 points if you can't score 10. Like <laughs> They haven't given up more than 13 points all season. Yeah. They've, they've given up 13 points twice, and they gave up 13 to South Carolina, and that's when they had their entire set secondary in. Like, their, se- like their second, second string defense was playing. They're they, starting, their starters on defense have given up one touchdown all year, and that was to Kentucky. Who's probably Yeah, and it, that was the other team who – Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Kentucky's offense is pretty respectable. So, like, I mean, there's not much else to be said. I mean, they're – they're the real deal. Like, yeah, this is Jordan's that is year. a generational defense. Yeah, I'm about to say if this isn't their year, then they're truly cursed. If the Braves lose and Georgia chokes, then it's like I'll firmly believe the state of Georgia is just fucking cursed. Yeah. Oh wow. What if they both win? The, the state would burn. They wouldn't know fun. what to do with themselves. That would be fun. Atlanta oh, would yeah. be the most popping city in America. I was about to say, we'd be driving down real quick. Be like, we're not even the fans. We're just trying to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Gucci? Quavo? Yeah, I was about to say, I'd be walking all through the streets of Atlanta with the celebrities just getting hammered. Open Ronald Acuna just pegs me with a case of beer. It's like, yeah, the, Atlanta's the new New York City of the East Coast. It'd be great. I think Atlanta's awesome. If you haven't been to Atlanta, I mean, just, that, check there's out. a lot to do. Like, yeah, hell, there's yeah. some cities where you just go there and you're like, shit, what do I do? Like, go look at shit? Like, no, like, there's actually stuff to do in Atlanta. Atlanta is the capital of the South, in my opinion. But that's a topic for another day. No, I'd say so, too. I mean, Miami isn't really the South, the South sure. you know? Like, Miami is, like, just a – It's like own Florida. country. Florida's Florida is different country. in general, yeah. It's just its own country. So, like, yeah, you got to give the – yeah, Atlanta, for sure. Atlanta's mad lit if you've never been, but that's not the point. But, yeah, that pretty much rounds up the playoff talk. I do have – I didn't really mention this to you earlier. I do have a few uh, Heisman mentions just because we are getting towards the middle of the season. Uh, we got the obvious ones, Matt Corral, Bryce Young. I don't really believe Bryce Young is all that deserving of a Heisman win, but when you're the top – when you're a good quarterback at Alabama, you're going to get that buzz. 
Uh, CJ Stroud, I was about to say, I just mentioned his name and it almost flew out my head. CJ Stroud, another guy who's making waves. But a guy that I want to talk about that's getting not a lot of buzz but should be getting a lot of buzz, Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. Yes. Now, Kenny Pickett. Now, I might, some Pittsburgh. people might be saying this because of the Clemson game, but I've been looking at this kid since last week. We just didn't record till today, and I kind of noticed and saw his stats on Friday and looked at some of his tape, just scrolling through the interwebs. But Kenny Pickett, after this weekend – or this actually, no, this is before this weekend, excuse me. 68.9% completion percentage, 23 touchdowns, one interception, a 176.1 quarterback uh, college passer rating with 2,236 yards. Now, for comparison, this is Joe Burrow's stats in 2019. 27 touchdowns, three interceptions, 2,484 yards. Now, little less touch, or little less touchdowns, a little less interceptions, a little less yards. He's playing with a lot less talent, though. So I'm not saying this kid's fucking Joe Burrow or anything like that, but to say he's not deserving of some Heisman praise after leading this team to beating Clemson, who's – I mean – yeah, it's a down year, but they're still Clemson. They're still a very talented football team, and they went in there and won. They beat Tennessee. And it's not act like Pittsburgh is some great, talent-rich team either. Like, he's going out there and getting it done. So I just wanted to give him his praise and say that he should be at least getting some talk. I don't think he should win just because Pittsburgh's not that caliber of team to warrant a Heisman Trophy winner unless they prove me wrong, which go right ahead, Pittsburgh. Do it. Prove me wrong. But – Definitely deserves some sh- a little bit of a shout out and some credit in terms of Heisman talk. But yeah, are they not as good as Johnny Football A and M team when he won the Heisman? Yeah, but A and M went in there and beat number one Alabama on CBS. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't so. have he doesn't have that. They beat now if Clemson was the Clemson they've been the last few years. They went in there and won. Hell yeah! Like, no, hell yeah. fair, fair, fair. But, yeah, just wanted to give him his praises. All right. Let's talk about a little bit of NFL here. Um, let's talk about the Chiefs and the Titans. Uh, 27-3 to Titans. Uh, Patrick Mahomes got hurt towards the end of the game. And I'll give him – the benefit of the doubt of his defense not being good recently, but he was playing shitty when he was in. 20 for 35, 206 yards, uh, no touchdowns, an interception. He had six carries, which was the most on the team, which is not what you want to see. Uh, 354 yards. Uh no 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 not 354 yards excuse me he had uh, yeah no 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 that's wrong um <laughs> Derrick Henry Patrick Mahomes reincarnated yeah yeah no 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 um yeah but he had uh two fumbles and lost one of them so like he had two turnovers and almost three it's not what you want to see from Patrick Mahomes um and. They just didn't produce today offensively, really. And, um, yeah, Uh, their leading receiver was Brian Pringle – or Byron Pringle, excuse me. Uh, Five receptions, 73 yards. Um, It's kind of concerning when you got Travis Kelsey, you know. Tyreek Hill and Mecole Hardman. Tyreek Hill, 
Nicole Hardman, who also had a fumble. Um, it wasn't a great day. Yeah. No. Eric Henry has more passing touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes. You know, it's been a weird fucking day in football. Did you say Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry had a passing touchdown today. Yes, sir. That's unbelievable. Only I touchdown just, of the day for Derrick Henry was through the fucking air. I was about to say, Derrick Henry kind of had a slow day on the ground. 29 carries, 86 yards, no tutties. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous to say that 86 yards is a slow day for him. But when you've been running for 100-plus yards every game, yeah. Uh, we're we're gonna no say that. But... Too. Like, if he had a tutty, I'd call it an okay game for Derrick Henry. I mean, he had one. He threw it in. <laughs> but yeah, I get what you're saying. Not 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 the average game, but they didn't need it. They just didn't need it. AJ Brown was a monster today. As yeah, well, I was about so. to say AJ Brown had a little breakout game today. Eight receptions, 133 yards, uh, 16.6 on average through the air, uh, and Seems a touchdown. Like he's getting healthier. Yeah, and he had a 46-yard reception. So, you know, it's pretty good. Um, I was about to say, he caught fire towards the second half of last week against uh, the Bills. So, kind of carried Titans that momentum through. was getting at Mahomes today. I don't know what's up with that Chiefs O-line. Uh, they had four sacks, four tackles for loss, and nine quarterback hits. I think I saw some stats today, or today, excuse me, that the Titans again our average QBR like defensively they're giving up is like under forty so they've been terrorizing quarterbacks all year so I mean granted Patrick Mahomes is believed to be superhuman and I thought he was too but apparently he is mortal, mortal. Today. I was about to say yeah. they made him look mortal so got to give the Titans credit there they are looking like they've got a real solid defensive front out there yeah just a surprising outing um, the Chiefs are. Not good. Uh, <laughs> it seems that fucking way, which is insane. They're three and four, Mims. <laughs> Are they? I thought they were worse than that. I thought they were like two and four, two and five. Nope, they're three and four. Um, the Saints have Wins a better record. Cleveland. Uh, the Broncos have the same record. Uh, the Patriots record have the, the Patriots have the same record. Madness, just absolute madness. Um, if I'd have told you the Patriots and the Chiefs had the same record week seven, I'd be ecstatic. Yeah, like before the season started, you would have been like, "Oh, we're going to the fucking Super Bowl." <laughs> yeah, and then and then yeah. I would have been and I would have seen that they just played to our level instead. You'd be like, "Mac Jones is the truth. We're in there now." But that, yeah, no, Mac that Jones is... will get. No, I'm in, I'm in on Mac Jones. He looked good today. Yeah. Talked on him already. Earlier. He's he's looked like the best rookie quarterback. I mean, there's no denying that. Yeah, I mean, granted, how you feel about Trevor Lawrence and his situation, as far as on field production, yeah, he's definitely looked like the best quarterback. He's made bad decisions too. Trevor has. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you're talking about just like the counting numbers and what I've seen, Mac Jones, but I'm not willing to cue all. I think of Trevor, Trevor Lawrence is better receivers than Mac Jones. Yes, but I also think Mac Jones is a much better coach team than Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> and that matters a whole lot more than just sometimes and who you're throwing it to, and especially when everybody out there is an NFL football player. Yeah, I guess so. But um, let's get into these Panthers, or not? No, excuse me, uh, Bengals. Bengals, uh, Ravens. We'll get to you later, Carolina. But yeah, Bengals, Ravens. Probably, I, I'm not going to say I caught it, but you told me last week you thought the Ravens were going to dominate or come out, or at least come out and win this game. And 
I was wrong. Yeah, you were. I, you, you, I call you a fool, Grant, for that one. But the Bengals, are they a legit playoff team, Grant? Like, do we see them making noise come playoff time? Yes. No, no, no. Making noise, no. As no, far as, like, at least, like, if they make it to the wild card, you think they win a playoff game is what I'm I saying. don't know who they play in the wild card. That's my thing. Out of the good teams in the AFC that we've seen so far, do you think they could beat them? Because the Ravens are probably going to be a playoff team, or at least so we thought, and they just came out. And They're going to win their division. And... Gave them a nice old spanking. It's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And if they can win, that might be one of the better divisions in football. So if they can win that, who's to say they can't win some playoff games here? No, I'm talking about the Ravens are going to win their division. Maybe. No, they're going to win that division for sure. That is debatable. The, I mean, the Bengals just came out. If their team comes them. back and they get healthier, there's no way that the Ravens don't win that division. I mean, I think a lot of the guys are out. Lamar there. lost, but he didn't have a bad day. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. He, I think he's got to be in some type of MVP, MVP conversation now. I mean, I, haven't, I, I would have to look at what his previous MVP season looked like. And take a gander at that. And I don't think compare. the counting numbers are the same, but if you're talking about just the on-field <sighs> impact he has, and you talk about the most valuable player to a team, think like, you're, the MVP yeah. has to be Kyler Murray. But you take Lamar off that team, that team is what like winless right now with fucking whoever the hell their backup quarterback is. That is true. That is true. I was going to say, and if, if you replace- take Justin Tucker off that team. <laughs> They have one less win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Important guy. Worth noting, worth noting. Absolutely. Um, God bless the Lions. They try so hard. Yeah, but Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow had a good day. Joe Burrow had yeah, 23 had- completions on 38 attempts. 416 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception. But it was a it was a lazy throw. I saw, I saw the play. He uh, kind of was getting chased out of the pocket. And I, it looked like the way he threw it, he was almost trying to throw it out of bounds, but just didn't get enough mustard on it and just threw it right into Marlon Humphrey's hands in the end zone. It was almost like a fuck it try try and get a Jamar play, but didn't work out this time. But speaking of Jamar Chase. 26% of Joe Burrow's attempts through the air were to Jamar Chase. That was I mean, 10 can, of them, Mims. I mean, and you can know you fucking what? blame him after what he was doing? <laughs> and you know what? He caught eight of them. Yeah. 200, about- <laughs> 201 yards and a touchdown. An 82-yard reception, Mims. Oh, that touchdown was – and it wasn't his usual touchdowns that we've seen in the past. Usually Jamar Chase is catching the ball way downfield and just burning guys. He broke some tackles here, got loose, and took off. And, I mean, dating back to his LSU days, he would get loose. But I didn't really see him breaking tackles like that. So, that was uh, kind of showing that big body he's got on him. But, yeah, no, he's – is he a top 10 receiver in the NFL? Or top 15? He's top 15. He's close to top 10. I'm not ready to say 10 yet. It's I one season. right there at 10. Yeah, I think he's like 11. I think he's like 10. I think Justin Jefferson's like nine, like literally. I don't know. We might have to make a wide receiver list at the end of the season for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. You're going to make me say this a few episodes in a row now. There's a lot of good football players, Grant. Don't say it. I said it. Why? You take that back. I won't. You can't make me. 
that's ridiculous. I don't believe you. The proof's in the pudding, mate. But yeah, no, Jamar Chase is a fucking monster. He's proving that they just don't need to have – they didn't need to draft a blocker, a lineman. They made the right choice. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, the Bengals, they're – I think they're a legit team in this in this playoff conversation as far as winning a first-round game. Maybe They'll I was, be I, there. They'll be there for I sure. I think they'll be there, and I think they'll win a game depending on who they play, as long as they don't get matched yeah, up. Yeah, like, I, I just got to see who they play, and I'll let you know. I about to say, the Bills or the Titans might cause problems, but if they play someone like – I don't know the Chargers, the Patriots. Do you like the Patriots make it? You're funny. You don't think the Patriots can make it a wild card spot with the Bills as a one seed? No, y'all are three and four right now. Why would I think y'all can make a wild card spot at this point? Because look Two at two of your wins are against the Jets. We went to overtime with the Cowboys, and we should have won. Um, we. Lost to the uh, Buccaneers by two points. Um, yeah. Lost to the Dolphins. Fluke win. Our only concerning loss is goal, honestly. Is that even concerning, though? Because we're a 500 team. Like I said, we're an average football team. No, that is concerning. We should be winning that. And game. we and we were probably the most definitive loss y'all had. To be fair, <laughs> like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like all, all of our losses are really really close. Like you can't that's say I'm saying, we're but not the worst a loss you had. Wild card team. Come on now. I that's just don't harsh. think y'all are. I mean, have that's y'all even fine. played the Bills yet? The Bills? No, we haven't played. You got two games with the Bills left. I mean, you're already done with the Jets. You don't got any more gimmies there anymore. No offense to the Jets, but, I mean, let's just be real. <laughs> for the, for y'all, that's a layup. And one more date with the Dolphins, who have already beaten y'all, which I don't think will Yeah, we play the Panthers, the Browns, the Falcons, the Colts. Are y'all better than the Browns? The Jags. Yeah, we're better than the Browns. Are y'all? Yeah, the Browns are – no, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Who were the other teams you mentioned? There was one there. The Colts. Are y'all better than the Colts? Fuck yeah. Shut up. Don't say I that. I don't know. You're wild. Y'all have the same record right now. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just uh, got to see it, man. I'll look forward to that. I don't You'll know see when we beat the Chargers this week. Probably not, but we'll see. You know, by 45 last year. That's the last year, not this year, but it'll be interesting. To look yeah, with Cam game. Newton. Yeah, and Anthony <laughs> yeah. Lynn. Okay, bro. All right. Um, let's talk about the Panthers. Broads. Broads. Oh, we didn't go over our Peterman – excuse me. Peterman Player of the Week. Yeah, my Peterman right. player of the week is Sam Darnold because he fucking sucks. He's my a two-time Peterman player of the week. Unbelievable. First one in the history of the podcast. Congratulations, Sam Darnold. Our multi-time We're winner. 16 for 25, 111 yards, and an interception, and he got benched against the New Jersey Giants. Unbelievable. Disgraceful. Uh, yeah, no, the, the, the Panthers are frauds. Uh. Sam Darnold's a bad quarterback, just like I told everybody when he got traded to the Panthers. Um, he was worth a six-round pick. That's exactly what he's worth. And, yeah, 
They're three and four not now. A, not a penny more. Yeah, not a penny more. Not a penny. Yeah, no. No. And just because I forgot to mention it earlier, Peterman Player of the Week, DJ Uyunglele with uh, 12 for 25, 128 yards, two interceptions, a 34.4 quarterback rating, and he got benched. So congrats, DJ. Uh, you live close enough. I'll drive that T-shirt up to you, bud. Yeah, that's a you'll get quarterback. You'll get personal delivery. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say, I kind of forget people might not know that just because we live in South Carolina. But, yes, Clemson starting quarterback who got benched in the loss against Pittsburgh. Uh, congratulations, DJ. Uh, your coffee mug T-shirt and uh, ball cap will be delivered to you personally by me. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Hand-delivered. But, uh, yeah, the Panthers just didn't look great. They need McCaffrey to come back ASAP. Is uh, is Joe Brady a little distracted up there in Charlotte? Is he maybe think thinking about other coaching opportunities maybe? Or does he just have Sam Darnold? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're like, just both. Yeah. <laughs> a yeah. little bit of both. Yeah. I think Joe Brady's thinking about all the money he can get over there at Louisiana State University, Mims. I mean, or any other NFL like coaching job. To be uh, real. I mean, not even just them too. Just he doesn't even have to be good in the NFL to get a lot of money. The LSU is right in front of him. This is true. And he that's made y- that's who y'all want the most. Oh, for sure. Like, uh, duh. That man showed there was one, there was really one thing that changed from 2018 to 2019, and it was that guy. And he made everything change. Now, granted, like I said, he didn't call the plays at LSU. Steve Insminger did. But if you make that much of a difference, you're clearly doing something fucking right. And if you're getting enough credibility to be able to get called in for head coaching interviews in the NFL, again, you're clearly doing something right. But uh, yeah, they just didn't have a great outing today. The Giants really gave him business. It's really not much else to say. I think Daniel Jones almost – he didn't catch a touchdown, but I know he caught a pass, which is fucking hilarious. He can do anything besides actually be a real quarterback. He can do it all, Mims. But be a quarterback, and it's just awesome. He's just okay at everything. He can kind of throw – I mean, he's got a good arm. He's got a good arm, but is he a good decision maker? No. He's an okay quarterback, he's an okay receiver, and he's a above-average running back. <laughs> Leave it to the fucking Giants to draft an Eli Manning clone. Yeah, why would you run. want – why would why, – yeah, they cloned Eli Manning. Why would they do that? They just made him smarter. Smarter, a little bit taller and faster, but, like, doesn't breathe out of his mouth. That's like it. Eli Manning's just goofy son of a bitch, if I've ever yeah, seen his, one. His number got retired. Did you see Ole Miss had their fucking end zones painted and it said Manning in it? It looks so weird. Yes. It was, like, visually unappealing as they ran in there every single time for 31, like, unanswered points against us. It was great. It's very weird. Um, Didn't like it. Didn't like that his grandson – or not his grandson, excuse me. He's not that fucking old. His nephew got to see that either. That's very weird. Um, so the uh, it was a slow week in the NFL. Uh, the Bills, Cowboys, Vikings, Steelers, Chargers, and Jaguars were all on a bye, and that's a good chunk of teams. So we didn't have a 
too many games. Six of 32 teams, yeah. Yeah, the games we did have were very lackluster in um, competition. Uh, so there's not really much much else to talk about as far as NFL goes. I was about to say, Colts 49ers is really the best game we had going tonight, and that was just because it was so goddamn ugly with the weather that it was hard to – it was hard to get anything going for both teams besides cramming the ball down each other's throats, which luckily that's what both teams are good at. But other than that, yeah, just a real slow week. Slow week indeed. All right. So what we got the EP of the week now? Yeah, yeah, I think we got the EP of the week. Would you like to start? Would Would you like me to start? Uh, you can start. Sorry. All right. So this past week, even before last episode, we had um, listening to that new Maxo Cream. Uh, weight of the world um, is a good fucking album, bro. <laughs> it's a good album. Uh, the song I have picked out of it this week is uh, Worthless. Uh, it's, just a, it's just a good song. I love me some Maxo Cream, bro. Uh, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I definitely fun. I definitely recommend everybody give that a spin. Um, Maxo delivered once again. Um, he had some good features on there too, so I definitely recommend Joe could check that out. But worthless Maxo Cream on Weight of the World, great song. That's my first song for the EP of the week. Uh, yeah, my first song for the EP of the week is Solo by Future. If you don't like so our future, I don't like you. I agree. Uh, future is our toxic king and we will respect him as such future is just a great artist i joke about future being toxic but even in general like if you don't want to just the toxic gentleman he's just a great great artist for everyone he's got bangers i was about to say the songs with drake he's a versatile artist he's great i love future he deserves all the respect and all the praises but yeah solo by future from atlanta also correct correct if i saw future while we were down there parading if the braves won i would be uh ecstatic to say the least i don't know i don't think i'd know what to do with myself but yeah no i might faint so, i might fall solo, out oh i would solos might be one of his best songs too so gotta give that its praises so yeah solo by future definitely on the ep of the week of Good course pick. all right my second song an oldie but a goodie uh it's off of reasonable doubt by jay-z one of his earlier projects dropped in 1995 wasn't even alive um the song i got picked out of that project brooklyn's finest featuring biggie smalls um just a great song man um i've been listening to kind of you know everything this week i'm just kind of shuffling around and um brought me to some hove and uh i've been kind of on that that wave lately this week and um brooklyn's brooklyn's finest now you can't go wrong with some jay-z and uh notorious you know what i'm saying like that's just a a combo you can't get enough of see am i weird for not liking jay-z as much as everybody else yeah you are because jay-z is nice like no, like I agree, he's nice, but like I just, I everybody, I feel like everybody, like a lot of people, like him way more than me. I'm just kind of like he's good, but like I, I, then I would be one of those people because I think Jay Z is from like 
he made me cry. Mm. He's fine. <laughs> that's that's my opinion on Jay Z. It sounds fucked up, but I, yeah, that's crazy. I've been called that many a times. Isn't the first, won't be the last. But yeah, that brings me to my second pick, which is uh, best rapper alive by Lil Wayne. It's just great. I was on that wave, that Wayne, that Wayne wave earlier, a couple yeah. episodes ago. Correct. I was about to say it's from the Carter too. It's really good. It's linked to the. Uh, there's an interlude before called "On the Block Number One." It's a skit that leads into the song. So honorable mention to that because it does make the list because of the better. transition the transit correct correct it does help bridge everything together that whole album is just fucking fantastic but um best rapper alive has a really nice guitar sample wayne is just i mean it's vintage wayne and uh it's got some nice i mean it's just vintage Lil wayne is finest i can't say anything else about it besides that and just go give it a listen oh yeah Another banging EP. Can't can't get enough of these. Uh, Worthless, Maxo Cream, uh, Brooklyn's Finest, Jay Z, and then Mims picked. Future or Solo by Future and Best Rapper Alive by Wheezy. Yes, Lil Wayne. For those of you who don't know his fucking nickname, you weirdos. Wheezy F baby. Oh yeah. So you got any? You got a prediction for the World Series coming up? I want the Braves to win really bad, but uh, the Astros will probably win because they are a better baseball team. And the Braves don't have Acuna, and that's their best player. So, you know, uh, they not having your best player does in fact matter. Yeah, it does, and uh, I think having him would help a lot. And I mean, that goes that. They, I mean, obviously they made the World Series, so like they're a good baseball team. But um, I, I I genuinely believe that the uh, the Astros are better top to bottom, and I think they probably get it done. But I think the Braves might take two or three from them. It might go to seven. Uh, probably not, but we'll see. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm pulling for him. I'm pulling for him. Uh, I definitely don't want the Astros to win. Uh, I wish it was us there, but, uh, yeah, no, nah, I definitely think the Astros got him. Yeah. Strozen for. Damn, but, yeah. Is that like a legitimate prediction? No. Oh, okay. I'm just saying that to say that because I'm a jackass. I was like, gee whiz, Mims. <laughs> yeah, I'm that confident now. But, um, yeah, that's all I got on my list. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, Paulo Costa sucks. Fuck yeah, he lost guy. to Marvin Vittori. Unanimous decision after moving the fight up two weight class – or one weight class, excuse me. They were going to fight at a catch weight at 196 at first. But it got bumped up to 205, and Marvin Vittori just fucking outclassed him. It was a good fight, though. Like, they were – Oh, hell yeah. They were they slaying were throw, they, they were throwing them things. Uh, I missed the first round and uh, caught the second. Like, I literally caught as soon as the second begun, and I watched the rest of the fight. And it was it was a good fight, but uh, – Oh, hell yeah. 
Yeah, and um, Vittori looked like the more sound fighter. Yeah, no, Paul Costa doesn't suck, but uh, fuck Paul Costa. We don't like just Paulo for Costa. he has. I mean, he has that bitch attitude about him. Not saying he's a bitch because Paul Costa would absolutely just fucking pound me into the ground. Like he as would any UFC face. fighter. <laughs> Honestly, Correct. I was about to say so. Like, granted, obvious. I know this when I say all this about these guys. But yeah, Paulo Costa's overall general vibe is bitchy. So don't yeah. like him for that. Also, a shout out to Shakur Stevenson who captured his boxing. Captured his first title this week in the junior lightweight title, 17 and 0, uh, silver medal Olympian. Next up in the boxing world, so keep an eye on that. If y'all didn't know, me and Grant are decently uh, competent when it comes to combat sports and pay attention. So, with things pick up, which they have been the last few weeks, as far as that goes, we might be we might be talking about that a little bit more. Let us got you guys let us know if that's something you would like. Yeah, we could definitely bring on some people that know a little bit more than us. And as I say, we're not casual heads, but we're definitely not hardcore fans either. Yeah. But yeah, we like, we like watching guys get beat to pulp. It's fun. Yeah. It brings us back to our primal, like Roman gladiator days. (laughs) Yeah. Back in the day, a couple lifetimes ago. Yeah. Like (laughs) many moons ago. Yeah. Back when I was, the reign of the Roman Empire. Yeah. Good old we were times. there. You remember that. Yeah, you guys remember. It was just last week. All right. Well, um, you got anything else? Uh, follow us on our socials at the exclusive pod YT if you haven't already. And if you have, tell a friend to as well. And if you do, we'd really appreciate it. But uh, as always, like, share, and subscribe. And uh, yeah. That is if you enjoyed the show. If you didn't enjoy it, thought it was boring, just don't fucking talk about it, please. Tell no us. Yeah. Yeah, just tell us. We'll, we're, we're always open to some constructive criticism. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you've been rocking with us since episode one and you've made it all the way here, mad respect to you as well. I appreciate that. Yeah. If, if this you... is your first episode and you made it all the way through here, appreciate that as well. Yeah, it was a and, slow uh, week in sports this week, so like, stick around and uh, even come off season. We got some fun stuff planned for some episodes. Uh, we got some good discussion topics. Probably gonna have some more guests on, and yeah, definitely, definitely keep an eye out for stuff to come in the future. Yeah, I was about to say pretty slow week as well for us on the socials. It was pretty busy for both of us this week. Grant was moving uh, a lot as far as work and everything, and I was traveling back and forth from Columbia visiting family so probably gonna be more active on our socials as well so look forward to that because i know we've been uh pretty we were pretty quiet on that front the last uh week or so but yeah again like i said thanks for listening guys as always we'll be back thursday is when we'll drop usually yeah record wednesday night and post it thursday so again guys thank you for listening see you guys next week this is Mem saying later. All right. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Until next time, you guys take it easy.